It's the first comet to buzz the planet in 65 million years, and everyone seems to be celebrating its imminent arrival. Everyone, that is, except for Regina Belmont and her younger sister, Samantha, two valley gals who care more about meteoric fashion trends than celestial phenomena. But upon daybreak, when the girls discover that they're the only residents of Los Angeles whom the comet hasn't either disintegrated or turned into a zombie, they, well, they go shopping. But when their day of mauling threatens to become a day of the mauling, these two Val gals flee both killer zombies and blood-seeking scientists in hot pursuit. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the the B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, welcome to the first week of Shopping Month. This month we'll be reviewing movies that have to do with, you guessed it, shopping. Because, oh, what glorious day happens at the end of November? Best holiday ever. Black Black Friday. Friday. Ooh. And then it's followed up by Cyber Monday, but, you know... Who gives a shit? What other what other holiday do you get to punch um housewives in the face just to get at an Xbox? Throw fucking cabbage patch kids across the store and hit people. Exactly, molasses become anarchy. It's it's a beautiful thing, really. It's completely underappreciated by Christmas and Hanukkah and Halloween and Thanksgiving. But yeah, that one too. You know, be thankful for what you have now. Murder people to get what you want. <laughs> be thankful for what you have now. Get more. This week's movie. Uh, we watched Night of the Comet, um, the 1984 action sci-fi comedy um, where the apocalypse meets going to the mall, 80s style. Oh, yeah. What you heard at the beginning was, the, of course, the back of the DVD box. Let's talk about the technical difficulties here. Your top three and bottom three of this movie. What do you think we should do first? I'm saying let's go with the top. All righty. Number three is the, the different take on the zombies in this movie and the almost lack of them because too often in zombie movies you just have a shit ton of zombies everywhere all the time or they just randomly appear a ton of them and this movie goes in the opposite direction where actually zombies are the rarity in this case and they're actually a more intelligent zombie technically they're not zombies because they're not dead yet they're just slowly dying and decaying and um, they thirst for human blood to sustain them because they're drying up and deteriorating themselves. And the only thing that can prevent them from doing that is drinking blood. So they're more like vampires than zombies. I liked that, that it wasn't zombies everywhere. It wasn't, you know, try to survive that. And that they were different. They were, they were smart zombies. They were trying to figure out a way to cure themselves. Number two, the movie had a happy ending, I think. Yeah, happy as far as I can tell. The uh, the main, main character survived. survived. Yay. Woo. Spoilers. And then number one, the 80s. You know, the hair, the fashion, the language, the music, the neon lights. I just, I love it. I love things from the 80s. So, Paul, what are your top three about this movie? My first one was, it was a very simple plot. And because of the fact that it was so simple, there just really weren't that many plot holes or problems with it. And I, I like that. Everything was pretty consistent. There was never a point where I'm like, the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, number two, I enjoyed just how the characters were, were so apathetic about the fact that everyone they knew just died. They're like, oh, well, shit. 
That's a bummer. Like, totally not cool, dude. Not gnarly, bro. Is that 80s? I don't fucking know. And for number three, I actually liked some of the dialogue. I thought that a lot of the lines between the characters were funny. Especially the two main characters, two sisters, they had a lot of uh, chemistry together. All that worked really well, and I was I was pretty impressed. I enjoyed them. Let's get into the bottom three. What's the worst aspects about this movie? Number three is the shootout in the store. Just, just why? Why are they shooting at each other? It makes absolutely no sense, especially since the people who are running the store want to drink Samantha and Regina's blood. If you want to drink their blood, why are you going to kill them and waste all that precious commodity? Like, it makes no sense. This is their playing football in tuxedos moment. It just, it didn't progress the story at all. It just kind of happened. Number two. We've, we've already mentioned the scientists. Well, they were they were just the cliche evil scientists. Like, they just want to, like, experiment on people. Why? Because we're scientists and we're evil. Well, I think they wanted to find a cure for what was going on because they fucked up and got infected. So I kind of get that, but I don't know. At the same time, they were just, it was just, like, too big of a cliche. We want to do science things. Science. Evil science. And then number one, at the end of the movie... You know, there's this whole big dialogue between uh, Regina and Samantha about not crossing the street when the light is red. Then Samantha goes across the street, and all of a sudden a car shows up and almost runs her over. Then after Samantha leaves with the guy, uh, Regina, Hector, and the, the two kids that they've saved along the way go into the middle of the street and play football. So we can't cross against the lights, but we play football in the middle of the fucking street. Because why not? But, but that's the whole thing. Like, you keep talking about, oh, don't go into the middle of the street, little sister. But, oh, it's okay to play football in the middle of the fucking street. Night of the Comet, directed by Tommy Wiseau. So, Paul, what were the bottom three things for you in this movie? For number three, I'm going to go with... For a movie that, that claimed to be about zombies, there really were hardly any. In fact, technically, there were no zombies. More like just crackheads. But it's kind of like 28 days later. Basically. Rage. Rage. I'm angry. It was advertised as a movie about valley girls fighting zombies. But the two girls were barely really valley girls. And the zo- there really weren't any zombies. Like, you really didn't see them fighting zombies much. It was more about them fighting, I don't know, crackheads at a, mall, at a, um, a shopping center. <laughs> and scientists. It was it had very little to do with zombies, which science. Exactly. Which is okay, but don't advertise yourself as a zombie movie like cheese. For number 2, for a movie that seemed funny for the fact that they were so nonchalant about the fact that almost everyone else on the planet was dead, then they try to make it like seem seem serious with the stuff with the scientists. It's like they weren't really good at transitioning between being kind of camp and kind of and being serious. It was hard to tell what they were going with for a lot of it. So that, I, I didn't really like the the way they made it. Like, it was a stylistic choice that I just really didn't agree with. And for number three, this movie was just really slow-paced. A lot of it just took place in a radio station where they didn't do anything. Uh, Samantha had some nightmares. After a while, they end up in a gunfight with these crackheads at a mall. And then, finally, with the last, like, less than a half hour into the movie... 
they interact with the scientist, which like was supposed to be the big point of the movie, I guess. The last like half hour of the movie, so it was just very slow paced. Anyways, that's my bottom three. Well, since you had it in your top three and you like the dialogue, let's have ourselves a little quote war. You're not gonna blame me because the phone went dead. I'm not the phone company. Nobody's the phone company anymore. You were born with an asshole. Oh, you don't need Chuck. Daddy would have bought us Uzis. I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. We do not cross against the light. They left the ventilation ducts open. We were all exposed. Very scientific. Very stupid. Don't forget to tweet us at bmoviebros. Tell us which quote was the best and who won this episode's quote war. If you've seen this movie, tell us your favorite quote from it. Tell us your favorite quote from any movie. Fuck, we'll have a quote war with you. Um, so yeah, I mean, this movie is one of the very first PG-13 movies. So you didn't have that restriction of, you know, only people over the age of 17 could go see it. Or, you know, oh, this is a family movie, you know, whatever. And that's one of the things you see, you know, today, the highest grossing movies are rated PG-13. Because, like, more, like, it's to a wider audience and everything. Because kids will see see it normally because they're with their parents, so. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have the money to get money to see it anyways, so. Or, you know, a group of friends will go see it in high school or something. Yeah, true. So, it's kind of like, it's like the smart rating, basically. But it actually... Whereas today, when they make things PG-13 and it's a horror movie, like how this is, today it would have just been stupid as hell. Was this a horror movie? Well, I think it's like more of a... But anyway, you, yeah, you, get, you get what I mean. A movie like this today, with a PG-13 rating, would be like dumbed down. It'd kind of be like trying to watch the movie Cry Wolf, which was a piece of shit. Never even bothered you know, with it. It's, it's a horror movie or a horror comedy or a horror dramedy, or whatever you want to call them. It's kind of like Scream Queens, where this movie should be rated R, but, you know, let's make it for a wider audience, so let's make it PG-13, and it's just stupid. Whenever you see a horror movie that's rated PG-13, you're like, yeah, it's not going to be good at all. Like, like Darkness Falls, or The Ring, or, you know, I already I said Crime already, Wolf. Weren't those all rated R? No. Really? I'm surprised. And then, like, then they come out with the unrated edition on DVD. No, The Ring was PG-13. Really? Darkness Fall. Yeah, because uh, my my mom bought them, like, when they first came out to watch with us. And, you know, I was still, like, 10 years old when those came out, I think. So, you know, I was allowed to watch those because I, I couldn't watch R-rated movies till I was, like, 13. So let's just get into our final take here. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to give you a score on our shot scale. Which, of course, is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to take to get through this movie? So right now, we're just going to give you a number score. Paul, what do you give this out of 10? I'm give this movie a 4 out of 10. Alrighty. I give this movie a 3 out of 10. Paul, will you tell us why you gave this movie a 4 out of 10? This movie had a very 80s charm to it that didn't take itself too seriously, the acting between the main characters was well done, and I enjoyed the kind of lackadaisical attitude everyone had towards basically the apocalypse happening. Um, however, it was really slow-paced, had very little going on, and really struggled to balance campy, realistic, and serious, which resulted in a lot of the fun aspects 
of it being overlooked. There really was no point to the zombies because they were barely showed and made virtually no impact on the plot. Even the evil scientists only interact with the main characters during the last half hour of the movie. That being said, there were funny moments, the dialogue was good, and I definitely enjoyed parts of this movie. I don't think I'll watch it anytime soon, but I wouldn't mind seeing it within maybe another year or so. This movie was made on a budget of just $700,000, and it looks pretty good. You know, it's a less is more kind of movie. Less zombies, less peril, more being a teenage girl. The acting isn't the best, but it certainly is far from the worst. With characters that are almost likable in a silly story progression, the, the movie definitely has that awesome 80s camp feel to it. Uh, the special effects are fitting for the movie, which, of course, are minimalistic. But, you know, some of the cuts in the movie just seem so random. There's one point where they're in a radio station, and then suddenly they're outside firing submachine guns at a car. You know, the movie doesn't seem to take itself too seriously, and that's part of its charm. On top of it all, it's also, you know, uh, only rated PG-13. And as such, kind of makes it a family-friendly movie. So if you're looking for a family-friendly zombie romp from the 80s with plenty of valley girls and an Eric Estrada lookalike, this is the perfect movie for you. And that's why it gets a 3 out of 10 on our shot scale from me. Now, we know not everybody likes the same shit that we do, so we like to give our B-movies an A-movie companion, a movie of a higher class that is basically the same movie as this movie. For my Amy movie companion, I picked I Am Legend, starring Will Smith. What a shitty movie. Both movies were about the apocalypse. Most of the human race was dead, or had mutated into something. Both movies take place in areas that are normally have a, have a lot going on, but were abandoned, and you just had people kind of going through places by themselves that normally would have a lot of people and just kind of doing what they wanted. The Night of the Comet took place in a town in in California that normally had a lot of people in it, like it's regular California town, and I Am Legend took place in New York City. Both movies featured intelligent zombies, or what would be nowadays considered zombies. In Night of the Comet, the zombies were able to use tools, and at some points they were able to speak. And in I Am Legend, the zombies, or whatever they were they were supposed to be, were able to learn, they were able to, able to adapt to situations, they were able to set up traps, and in the alternative ending, the good ending, they were actually able to express human emotions and desires, and they turned out to be much more human than they had realized. Both movies featured scientists studying the events that led to the apocalypse, and trying to find a cure for it. And that is why I Am Legend is just an A-movie version of Night of the Comet. I have the uh, the 2003 movie Elf. Yes, the, elf. the movie starring Will Ferrell as a six-foot-tall elf from the North Pole. Both movies take place at Christmas time. Um, both movies were actually released in November. You know, Night of the Comet in November 1984, Elf in November of 2003. Um, Regina and Samantha, as well as Buddy, both, well, all three of them have step-parents that are their primary caregiver. Regina slash Samantha and Buddy 
all talk about how great their dad is, at least in some aspects. Even though Buddy's never met his dad, he's like, oh, my daddy, he's the greatest, and I love him because he's my dad, and I am an elf, and ha 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 and whatever. Um, both movies have major uh, scenes taking place in department stores. Um, the girls and Buddy are both displaced from their normal world, and thrown into a world of disaster fraught with peril and unknown dangers. Even though, you know, Buddy's dangers are more, like, psychological and emotional, and trying to overcome... Christmas could be ruined. Yeah, and trying to overcome, you know, his his father's, you know, denial and everything. And the, the girl's danger is more literal, as, you know, zombies are trying to kill them. Um, they're both put into this new and new world that they have no idea how to really interact with until the end of the movie. And that is why Elf is just an A-movie version of Night of the Comet. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I think you're the first person to watch Night of the Comet and think, wow, this reminds me of Elf starring Will Ferrell. So let's get into everybody's favorite time. It's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. So at this point in the show, we like to give you a few drinking games to help get you through this movie. I'll give you some. Paul will give you some. And then you can get drunk. Number one, whenever Regina and Samantha talk about their dad, take a drink. Number two, every time the term make it is used, take a drink. Because, you know, this being a PJ-13 movie, they couldn't just say, Ugh. Did you fuck him last night? Yes, they had to use, you know, some nice 80s lingo and, you know, make it, I guess, was the popular term for having sex. Um, Number three, anytime you mistake Hector, the, the actor that plays Hector, for Eric Estrada, take a drink. Believe me, it hap- it can happen a lot more than you think. Number four, anytime a single shoe is thrown, take a drink. And finally, number five, because it's shopping month, anytime someone enters a store, take a drink. Now, that could be via jump cut, like it cuts to a new scene and somebody's in a store. Well, take a drink. Or if somebody actually walks through the door of a store, take a drink. And those are your ways you can drink away the flick from me. How about from Paul? Every time you see a zombie, take a drink. Don't worry, you won't drink that much because there are hardly any zombies in this movie. Every time Samantha is depressed that she's not getting laid, take a drink. Every time there is a fighting scene, take a drink. And every time a scientist is talking about the effects of the meteor and how they fucked up, take a drink. And there you have it. Those are your ways you can drink away this flick. If you would like to join us next week, uh, we will continue shopping month with the 1989 slasher film, intruder you know paul it's time to go grocery shopping oh my so you know slashers in the grocery store this will be uh interesting don't forget to follow us on twitter at b movie bros that's all one word like us on facebook our facebook page b dash movie space bros that's b movie bros there's some shit called tumblr out there that we're on i think yeah it's like bmoviebros.tumblr.com or follow my personal twitter account at at bmoviepaul and uh yeah get in contact with us talk to us whatever we're pretty chill 
tell us how much your show sucks. Until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week. <laughs>